Welcome to the Creating Your Beautiful Life podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Hansen. I'm an invisible illness warrior, kidney transplant recipient, mom to four, and life coach for people who have gone through incredible health challenges. On this podcast, I teach you how to move forward from difficulty and disappointment into joy and abundance as you take charge of creating your own beautiful life. Welcome to today's show. It's episode 38, and we're going to be talking all things stress today. Now, it's starting to be the end of summer, and hopefully you've had a great time, lots of vacations, or some at least some rest and downtime. I have been out doing some things with my kids, and I'm back home, which is really fun to be back, but we're doing all of the transition of going back to school. The changing of the seasons is starting to come up, not quite yet. But with just, with transitions, a lot of times you might start to be feeling some stress from the change in pace of life, especially if you have kids at home or if you are an educator and you're going from the pace of summer to fall. And I thought this would be a perfect time to talk about stress and how the way that you frame stress, the way that you think about stress is actually really, really important and really key to how you will experience the stress in your body and in your life. So I was reminded this past week, I was talking to some coaching clients and I was talking about stress. And I remember this TED talk that I had watched a while back and it was from a lady. Her name is Kelly McGonigal and she is a professor. So I thought that was kind of cool. We've got a professor McGonigal I get to reference in the, in the show today. So In this TED Talk, she talked about how for the first decade of her, um, of her talk, (laughs) the first decade of her teaching, she had taught about how stress was so bad for you. And she was teaching all these stress relieving techniques as well. But about a decade into her research and her teaching career, she came across a study that talked about how stress And the way that we view it is actually more important than the actual stress that we experience itself. So the study went along where there was a bunch of people that they had surveyed if they had highly stressful lives and they followed these people and they asked them, do you view stress as something that's helpful in your life or is stress, this stress really bad for you? And it was simply just those two different mindsets. And they followed them for a few years, and then they checked the death records. And they found that people that thought that stress was bad for them died at a much higher rate than the people that thought that stress was actually good for them. And she goes into a very long um, explanation of why this is, but I wanted to give you some few key points about it. And last night I started reading her book too, The Upside of Stress. So highly recommend that. It's been fascinating to listen to because as somebody who has what I would consider a bit of a stressful life um, with, with chronic illness, um, kids in school, husband in the military, moving around a lot, I've had a lot of stress. And the way that I've dealt with it hasn't always been good. 
but I'm, I've learned a new way of how to deal with it. And I want to share those tips with you today. But first I want to go back and talk about some of the things that, um, Kelly McGonagall talked about in her Ted talk. And she was saying that if you can reframe the way that you look at the stress response, it actually has physiological changes in your body. So if you notice that your heart is starting to beat faster and you remind yourself and reframe it, instead of getting scared that your heart is beating faster, you reframe it to believe that my body is preparing for action. And if you start to like feel your breathing start to get faster, more rapid, you reframe it to, Ooh, I'm getting a lot of oxygen to my body right now. Those kinds of reframing around the stress that you're feeling actually has impacts on your blood vessels. So if you do believe that stress is harmful for you, you will have the cardiovascular devastating effects of having the constricted blood vessels that can lead to cardiac problems. But if you reframe stress as it's helpful and it's preparing you for something, it actually has a protective effect where your blood vessels stay really nice and relaxed. So Having these relaxing ways of thinking about the stress actually impacts your body physically and can help you to be healthier. So something we know that cortisol is released whenever you have stress, but oxytocin is also released during stress. And we know that there's so many benefits from oxytocin. And some of the things that um, Kelly McGonigal talks about is that it primes you for things like strengthening relationships. Oxytocin is kind of known as the love hormone. And so it helps you to reach out for help when you are needing it. And it makes you crave the physical contact and closeness of people around you. When you hug somebody, oxytocin is released. And you need this stress hormone in order to be able to create courage. And so this is just such a fascinating way because I think that we do get stuck in this stress is bad for you. If you're feeling stressed out, this is something that you need to think your way out of, or you need to change everything. You need to get rid of your stress, rid of your stressors, and then you can start to live this stress-free life. And it's so fascinating that the research is showing that that's just not true. The stress is actually healthy for you. So let me give you an example. Physically, We know that when you go exercise, you're breaking down your muscles, you're creating stress on those muscles, but it's actually strengthening you. As a speech language pathologist, I would watch people be in their beds and be bed bound. And when they're not using those muscles, the muscles atrophy. And so getting up and using those muscles, it causes stress on your body, but it's actually a stress that's helpful for you. And something that, that, uh, Kelly McGonigal also talks about is that she's like, oh, well then people wonder, oh, these people that think stress is helpful for them, they must just not have very stressful lives. And that's also not what was being shown in the research. It was being shown that These people were going through very challenging things, but the way that they were reframing it was helping them to get stronger. And so I like to think about it as, I I think I've talked on the podcast before about confidence versus self-confidence. Confidence is an emotion. 
that comes from thinking, I can do this. And self-confidence is something that you gain when you believe that you're willing to feel any emotion in order to get what you want to achieve. So when you have confidence in an area, you know that you can already do it. Self-confidence, you don't know if you can quite do it yet. But when you use self-confidence and you're willing to feel the stress, the fear, the anxiety, whatever is coming up for you, when you're willing to feel any of those things, then it allows you to actually do the thing. And then you have confidence because you know that you've already proved that you can do it. So I'll use a little quick example from my life. I have been training for a triathlon. I did one back in May and I've been training for the Cleveland rock and roll, uh, triathlon. I'm doing the super sprint one. And I had self-confidence back in November when I was like, you know, I really want to do a triathlon this year. In fact, I think I want to do two. And so I decided I was willing to feel anything in order to be, become confident in knowing that I could complete a triathlon. Now, this specific triathlon that I'm doing, I haven't done it yet, but I have self-confidence that I can do it. And I've been building up my confidence and my abilities by practicing. So Back in January, I got a walking treadmill and I started to walk because I hadn't really been exercising very much. And so I started to walk and then I would run for like a minute or two. And that was honestly my max capacity. I couldn't run more than that um, without a lot of discomfort. And so as I was going through that, once I had run for two minutes, I was like, I had confidence in that. I know that I can do that. But I had self-confidence that I think I can run a mile without stopping. Okay. And so I used that self-confidence of being willing to feel any of the stress that my body was throwing up. It's like, oh, this is stressful. We haven't run this much. I was able to use that in order to start to see incremental improvements. And now I have confidence in my capability to run a mile. And today I went biking and running and, and walking too. Like I, I alternate between running and walking, but I have confidence that I can ride a bike for five miles and then go run slash walk for three quarters of a mile. That's what I just did this morning. And so as I, so I have confidence in that because I know that I completed that. So that is not as stressful to me as it was Back when I was looking in November, for me in January to get on a bike and then to go run afterwards would have been very stressful on my body. And so I started small and I started gaining confidence and then using that confidence to develop more self-confidence so I could keep going and and doing a little bit more. And now when I go to do um, that, that exercise I actually did that on Saturday as well. I, I ran, I rode my bike for three miles and ran for about, um, about a mile and then rode my bike for another mile back. And so it was much more stressful for me to do that on Saturday because I had never done that route before. And that combination, I hadn't done it in a while. And so I was using a lot of self-confidence. It was a little stressful on my body, but I knew that it was a good stress on my body and that it was strengthening me. And then when I went to do it on Monday, I was like, I've already done this. It's actually not as stressful. And so 
when going back to the point about, oh, these people, they must just not have stress. No, they really have had stressful lives. <laughs> stress is a thought. Well, having a stressful life is a thought. They have had stress, but they have used that stress in order to improve their confidence and their ability to deal with the stress. And so now what was hard for me back in November is becoming easier and easier for me. It's really easy for me to run two minutes. It's not hard anymore. But in January, it was hard and it caused a lot of stress on my body. And this happens so many times in our lives with different situations that we put ourselves into or that are, that happen to us, different circumstances that happen. We're going to experience stress because of what we're thinking. Stress can be and is an emotion. If you think that this is stressful, yes, it's a thought, but there is the emotional component of stress. And stress as an emotion is just sensations in your body. And the way that you react, resist to, or resist or allow those emotions, those sensations, is going to change your experience of stress. If you feel like stress is bad and you start to feel these sensations and you start to think, I need to change what I'm doing. I need to change everything. This is not working. I like, I need to quit my job. Whatever the thing is that you believe is stressful, you keep trying to change the circumstance and try to just push against it. It's actually going to create more stress. And that's when you're going to have those other impacts of your blood vessels actually constricting. It isn't going to feel good in your body. But if you're able to reframe it in a way where stress is actually helping you, stress is strengthening you, and stress is giving you power and energy to do what you need to accomplish, then you get the protective effects of having those blood vessels be relaxed and that blood flow ready to go and ready to help you. Your body is preparing to help you to overcome whatever stress it is that you're coming up with. So if you do feel like you're living a very stressful life and you want to have less stress, I have a couple of ideas to help beforehand and then some ideas to help when you're feeling the stress. So beforehand, a lot of the times people feel stress because they haven't decided ahead of time what success looks like. Or you haven't decided ahead of time what you want your outcome to be. You just know what you don't want in your life. And so a practice that's really helped me is to begin my day by asking myself really productive questions. Now, I am the CEO of my business. I'm also the CEO of my life and in some parts, my family. I am co-CEO with my husband on the family part. But some of the questions that I ask myself are, how am I taking care of myself as the CEO of my business? How am I taking care of myself as the CEO of my family? How am I taking care of myself as the CEO of my life? Now, after I do that, I like to also ask myself, what does success look like for me today? Now, I might write that as my business. This is what it looks like if I have success for business today. This is what success in my life looks like today. For example, I wrote down, what does success in my business look like today? Part of it was recording this podcast. So I know, okay, I recorded this podcast. Awesome. I have that success. And asking what does success look like with my family today? 
oh, if I connect with my kids and take some intentional time with them, I would count that as a success. And the last part that I love asking this question is, what am I intentionally editing in my life story today? What parts am I adding in and what parts am I deleting? Sometimes you think that change is so difficult and so complicated, and really it's as simple as believing something on purpose in a different way than you did before. So even if you walk away and you can start to believe that stress might be good for you, that could be enough to change a little piece of your story today. So I also want to share something that I do in the mornings that helps me as somebody with chronic illness. When I wake up, some days I feel really good and rested and some days I don't. Now, the way that I know if I'm not feeling very good in my body is I have specific sensations in my body and it helps me to call them sensations rather than pain or discomfort or nausea or whatever aches, whatever the negative connotation that my bo- my brain has associated with that. When I talk about it as sensations and I allow those sensations, just like the emotion, the sensation of emotions to exist in my body and to let them be there, not be in a hurry for it to leave, and to just allow myself to have that experience, that is, in essence, relaxing me. It's bringing me to that parasympathetic nervous system state, that calm state where I'm focused, relaxed, and open. Now, just as I do this for physical sensations in my body, you can also do this for emotional sensations like stress. So when you are believing something stressful about a circumstance and it's creating stress as an emotion for you, you can relax into the stress. You can allow your body to process and allow those sensations. And I've got an episode earlier called Making Friends with Negative Emotions. You can check that out about how to do that practice. But really at the core of it, it's relaxing and knowing that my body is a safe place for all of these sensations to exist. Nothing needs to change other than me being willing and ready to accept the entire experience of what it means to be a human. Now, when I do that, and when you do that, of allowing those emotions of stress, the sensations of stress to exist in your body without reacting to it, without trying to change it, it will eventually settle. And once you have allowed that sensation of stress to settle, that's when you can start to reframe things in your mind. That's when you start to have access to your prefrontal cortex and you can start to remember, oh, that's right. Stress is actually good for me. It's actually beneficial for me. It helps to cultivate courage. It helps me to to ask for connection with other people and to support others. Because not only does oxytocin get released when you um, help when oxytocin gets released, not only does it help you to reach out to others for support, it also helps you to reach out to support others when you see them being in a state where they would need help too. Now, I hope that you have reframed a little bit of how you believe, um, maybe some of the things that you've believed about stress in the past. And I hope that as you go through the transitions of this new school year, this new season that we're coming into, that you'll be able to use 
all of these changes in order to strengthen your sense of self, to strengthen your confidence, and to create some amazing things in your life. All right, I'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. If you're looking for a life coach to work with, what are you waiting for? Let's get coaching together today. I hope you have a wonderful week as you take your power back on creating beauty wherever you go.